Welcome to another PA Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Nichols, alongside my co-host, Jason Gottesman, the spokesman for the House Republican Caucus here in Pennsylvania. And this week, we'd like to talk about Governor Wolf and his prancing around the state, preaching for ideas that he supports and spending money on things that he wants to do. How are we going to address the governor's wishes? How do we address his campaign of texting? How do we deal with the governor here? Uh, well, we uh, deal with the governor by actually having real solutions for the people of Pennsylvania. So let's talk about first uh, this this texting program. So uh, last week, the Pennsylvania Department of Health announced that they would be texting uh, a quarter of a million Pennsylvanians, all of whom received the first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, but for whatever reason did not receive the second dose. Well, uh, the first question a rational Pennsylvania would ask is, how the heck did they get my information? Well, believe it or not, back in December, under the leadership of Secretary Levine, the Pennsylvania Department of Health coerced uh, all providers uh, and healthcare providers that if they wanted to be vaccine providers, that they needed to provide the Department of Health with your name, address, phone number, uh, and vaccination status, uh, along with other identifiable information. Now, that's a problem. Why? Well, if you remember uh, Insight Global and the 72,000 Pennsylvanians who had their personally identifiable information put out onto the internet and hacked because it was uh, stored improperly by a third-party provider, well, the Department of Health now wants to take that information, which, by the way, you sort of consented to giving it to them in the fine print of your stuff, but also now give that to a third-party provider, which, by the way, you did not consent to, and then text you as a result of your vaccination status, which you also did not consent to. I went back and looked at my vaccination records for the COVID-19 vaccine. Nowhere in there did it say that the Department of Health would be contacting me, providing my information to any other third parties, or uh, using my information in any other way other than to note the statistics of the fact that I did receive my vaccines which, frankly, I don't appreciate, but such is life. And frankly, if you're trying to instill confidence in people receiving the vaccines, those who are skeptical about receiving them largely aren't going to be encouraged to do so now that they know that the government has their information and will be tracking their vaccination status and might be contacting them later. So and giving it away... Uh, to to third-party providers who might... We don't know under what situation uh, or circumstances this data is being stored. Uh, we don't know what assurances were given to the Department of Health that... Uh, the information would be kept secure. Who and the other third-party people might be selling it or giving it to. Exactly right. So there's a lot of questions out there, uh, but don't worry because everybody needs to get the vaccine. So we live in the world of good intentions over apparently in the Department of Health, and that makes everything quite all right. Just like uh, President Biden is ignoring the Constitution and extending the eviction moratorium uh, and got beat up by the Washington Post today over the fact that he just totally ignores uh, his uh, limits on his power, Governor Wolf and his administration continue to ignore the fact that sometimes you don't exactly have the right ideas or think things through despite the fact that they might be rooted in good intentions. Good intentions do not necessarily overrule the Constitution or people's basic notions of privacy. You know, people should be paying attention to this. They should be asking questions if they receive a text message. And look, we, we know that the government doesn't do the greatest job in uh, keeping and updating information. So there might be people out there who received a vaccine, both doses, and uh, are getting a text message saying they didn't. There's going to be people who didn't receive the vaccine saying they need to get their second dose. And there's going to be people who maybe change phone numbers who have no idea what the heck is going on to begin with. So, you know, look, this is something where people just need to be vigilant. They need to protect their information and they need to be aware that this is happening when they're signing up for their vaccine. The governor also wants to spend money, and this is nothing new. The man is a routine overspender. 
but he's going around the state pitching some ideas of how he'd like to spend the people's money. And uh, this seems like just another one of his ploys to spend money that has not been appropriated to his office. What's going on here? How do we address this? Well, it's uh, he's largely talking about the $145 million that the legislature approved for businesses and small businesses and restaurants uh, earlier this year out of Act 1 of 2021. Uh, but hey, guess what? You know, the governor who wants us to spend uh, a ton more money, uh, we actually appropriated him $372 million in a pandemic response line item that he can use to respond to the pandemic. However, uh, he wants to. $372 million is a huge chunk of taxpayer money, and uh, the governor has it to just kind of uh, use willy-nilly. Well, frankly, over the last six weeks since we passed the budget, we've seen a lot of areas in which we feel he's not spending that money appropriately, all the while calling on us to spend more money. Uh, so uh, earlier this week, uh, Representatives Ortiz, Ty, and Polinchok sent out a co-sponsorship memo for legislation, basically telling the governor, hey, we think you should probably uh, set aside $150 million of that money for small businesses, uh, another $150 million for small restaurants to receive grant money, so $300 million, $20 million for vaccine awareness and information, and and by the way, uh, we'll still give you $47 million to respond to the pandemic as you see fit in case some emergency pops up or there needs to be immediate spending. But, you know, there are we know, I think about 5% of all small businesses and small restaurants were not eligible for state or federal funding uh, and grant programs due to their small size uh, and have not received money. So this is a perfect opportunity to reach those who are still struggling and uh, still might need that assistance and, and create a large pot of money for them. And on top of that, look, the administration continues to fail Pennsylvanians in terms of the vaccine rollout. We just talked about the text messaging program. They said that we would have 70% fully vaccinated of adults fully vaccinated by like June 28th. Well, guess what? It's uh, now by my watch, August 5th, and uh, we're only at like 63%. Look, the Wolf administration failed to get the vaccine rollout off the ground. They are now failing to conclude adult uh, vaccinations. Uh, And frankly, in between there, the only reason that things improved was because the legislature got involved in the vaccine task force, uh, gave direction to the administration. And on top of that, uh, you know, the legislature here in the House Republican Caucus actually took the lead in getting the National Guard involved in vaccine deployment. So, you know, we feel as though actually we're going to come and bail out the Wolf administration again on these vaccines, make sure they have every tool at their disposal to get awareness and information and education out there about the vaccine and uh, make sure that, you know, finally, with our help, they can reach uh, the goals that they've set for themselves. And I suppose my question remains that, you know, we appropriated money to help these small businesses more than a month ago now. And we are at a point where the governor is still going out there preaching about doing it, but he's not actually achieving anything while the small businesses actually suffer. Why talk? Why not do? Uh, that's a good question. That seems to be all the governor has done over the last six or seven years. Uh, is a lot of talk, not a lot of action until finally the legislature decides, uh, hey, look, you know, we need to do better by the people of Pennsylvania than what the Wolf administration is providing them. So, um, you know, that's something that we're constantly struggling with is is having to lead where the governor is going to fail. So, Staying on Governor Wolf, but changing topics a little bit, uh, the governor announced that he is going to re-up the emergency declaration on opioids again. Now, we all recognize that the opioid crisis especially has been exacerbated by the pandemic and people falling into bad habits. But we also recognize that this has been going on for years now, and we're going to have to address it because of the constitutional change that was made recently. How do we approach uh, what the governor is doing here? What are we going to be looking for as we move forward if we want to keep a, a disaster emergency in this 
field going? Well, I think one of the things that the governor pointed out in his letter to the legislative leaders on why uh, that he wants us to extend the disaster declaration after uh, August 26, which is when his extension will end, is that, you know, there's only really one thing that is still needed uh, as part of the emergency declaration, which is allowing agencies to share information from the prescription drug monitoring program. Well, if the governor needs an emergency declaration to have agencies under his control talk to one another, I don't know what to do for him. Well, Uh, clearly he doesn't. He got everybody's information and texted them. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the, that's a very, very good point. Uh, but the other thing, too, is that, look, this thing has been renewed 15 times. They have found ways to do 99.9% of the things that they did under the emergency declaration through other means. Why have they not approached the legislature for a legislative fix to these things? An emergency declaration is to respond to emergencies. It's not to have an end run around the legislature. The constitutional amendments made sure that we have a seat at the table. We are now going to work with the the administration to find a legislative fix to these ongoing issues. We don't necessarily see a need to come back early and extend this emergency declaration because, frankly, the emergency has only gotten worse with the declaration. It hasn't been very successful. And uh, in order to combat this, which is something we all want to do, that's a bipartisan and concern, let's try to sit down and figure out some real policy changes that can go through the normal course of business instead of having a constitutional end run that vests the governor with an immense amount of power, uh, and we can do this in a collaborative fashion with the administration to finally have some real solutions to this ongoing problem. This has been PA Policy Podcast. Tune in for more on PA House Podcasts.